Hey, 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 I'm Sadie J. And if you're just catching this vibe, please marinate in my previous episodes to catch up. I speak on experiences from other people, but mostly myself. And I hit topics of love, relationships, loyalty, cheating, forgiving, separation, energetic bonds and pools. You name it, I talk about it. I've been through it. So if you're asking yourself questions about these things, listen carefully. Dissect where you are at this point in your life. Without beating yourself up, of course. This portion of my story is a small test of young love. Many people will say, when you're at a certain age, being serious shouldn't be on your mind. Finish school, get a degree, get a great paying job, a wonderful house, a wonderful spouse who supports you and is an equal, and of course, have kids. But one issue with that is feeling like you need validation or approval from family because really nobody should dictate who you love. If you're in a situation that is causing you harm, then of course, someone should interfere. But other than that, you don't need to be looking at nobody and their opinions about who you need to date. I experienced a lot of that entering into my adulthood. Well, anywho, back to my story. When the Amber Alert was made, I made a choice to go home just to keep the heat off of JJ and his family. I was scared to go back and face the wrath, but at the moment, me being here is just, it's too much. It's way too damn much. I looked at JJ and said, babe, I'm going to go back home to defuse the drama. He didn't want to hear me say that. He's like, why you have to leave so soon? Can't you just wait a little bit longer? And as much as I did not want to leave, I know I have to. JJ kept talking. Once you get it clear with your people, are you going to come back to me? Boy, I tell you, he is making this very hard for me. Like, yeah, I'm 17, but 
this connection is super strong and I don't want this moment to end. I look over at him and say, yes, as soon as the drama is over and it's clear, I'll definitely come back to you. I know he is sad about this, but I have to do this. JJ gets his people's red car to take me back. And let me tell you, the entire ride all the way to my neighborhood is so emotional for us. It took 30 minutes to get over there. And when we did, we kissed kind of like Jack and Rose from Titanic. But I had to get out and face this raft. I know it's coming. But instead of driving off when I got out, JJ sits there and watches me till I make it to my people's house. The energy is so empty. It's like I lost my best friend, even though I didn't lose him. It just felt like it being separated from him. That's how I know that this connection is just, it's legit. And, oh, it hurts to leave him. I knock on the door, knowing a slap or two was going to come once that door opened. I I just knew I was going to get flung across the street in the neighbor's yard, probably over the fucking fence. I don't know. I sat there and I waited patiently. And then I hear my people come to the door. I started getting really fucking nervous, not knowing what was about to happen. And as the door opened, I just sat down with my back turned. I didn't even want to see who was going to answer. I am hella scared. Shit, I'm scared. But instead of a physical interaction of a punch, I heard, Jay, is that you? I stood up. I turned around only to be welcomed with a hug. What the fuck? Are they sick? What the hell is going on? Ain't no damn way this my damn family giving me a damn hug instead of giving me a slap. What in the hell? Uh, <laughs> all I'm wondering is what's the catch? Why is everybody so calm? What's really going on? I'm still anticipating a blow up to happen any moment. And then my people tell me to go to the kitchen table. And I just walk towards the kitchen table and it feels like the walk of doom. Because I know something about to pop off. They too fucking calm right now. Like way too damn calm. It feels like a fucking long time before this conversation going to be over. Because I know it ain't going to be short and sweet. I don't want to talk though. But I have to. I don't have a choice. I have a seat and instantly the drilling began. Why did you not stop the car? Oh, I want this conversation to be done. I am bracing myself to avoid this to escalate. So if I start yelling, then I know some shit going to pop off. So I'm going to just be calm just like they are because they scare me to damn death being this fucking quiet. I don't know what the hell going on. And I'm like. 
I was really late already getting home. And I didn't want y'all to know where I was because I know y'all was going to trip and be mad. After I said that, don't you know everybody is quiet, no emotion on their face? And next thing I know, I'm told I will not be punished if I promise not to see JJ again. Here we fucking go. I knew it. I knew it was a damn catch. Oh, this is stupid. If I promise not to see him, damn, this is not fair. Like, what the fuck? I didn't want that to be a part of my punishment. Like, they went to the extreme. I could take a damn ass whooping or uh, maybe my toys, like I have in year 17, Something, something else besides that. Like, why is this an option for me? Just for them to be satisfied. Like, what damn choice do I have? Basically, ending my relationship to avoid consequences at home. (sighs) But, you know, I'm not letting JJ go. Not that damn easy. But I'm going to tell him I am. Just keep the peace for now. But hell no. No. No fucking way. I play along. And I tell them. Okay. Not much else to keep going on. I want this over. Then they go talking again. Also. You can't drive your car again until we trust you. That's how they sound to me. Like Autobots. Like damn. I knew this shit was coming. I knew something drastic was going to come. This is not making me feel any fucking better. Like, what the fuck? They might as well have just slapped me at the damn door. Then they keep talking some more. Jay, you cannot keep dating him. He's no good. We have been informed that he has other girls around him all the time. The whole time you were over there, he had females in your car. So is it worth it to keep him around? Here they go with this shit. Here they go with this damn bullshit. Here we fucking go. I'm sitting here really trying not to boil. I'm not going to believe none of this shit that they're saying. This is ridiculous. But I keep listening to more information and all these accusations sprung at me. Another damn 10 minutes until this table talk is done. I run upstairs to my room. I'm so upset. Like, I can't drive my car. I'm even more upset that I don't have a way to go see him now. Like, they got their way. What the fuck? I finally found a piece of pure happiness. Only to have it put on pause. Shit. JJ may not even want to deal with this. He may not even want to deal with this drama, period. And this shit hurts. I am honestly, like, really fucking hurt about this. My relationship cannot be done yet. Like, nah, man.
of course, my communication with JJ did not stop. Even though I was risking taking a chance, talking to him, despite me possibly getting exposed. Anytime that we made a trip to the in-laws, I had to keep my composure and not ruin our communication even more. I also made sure somehow that JJ would see me. There wasn't any like backyard gates or nothing, so it, nothing was closed off. You could see straight through to four streets over, like no fences whatsoever. So at a certain angle, he'd be able to see me from his street. And if he didn't want me, like, spoiling our communication, that's the only way I could do it. He would just have to see me. I couldn't wave at him. I couldn't, like, say hey or nothing like that. I just had to hope that he would see me somehow. So, <sighs> I don't like this. But that was the only way he could see me. It made me sad. It's not like we was going to go overseas. So I really don't even know why everybody was tripping. And just like really fucking pressed about us. I started to babysit some kids at an in-home daycare. Just to occupy my time while making extra money. This separation is a lot. And three weeks of small talk with him. It just went by till, you know, we decided enough is enough. And JJ found a way for me to visit him in his people's car. The only way that we communicated was over MySpace. That was the only way I could talk to him without getting caught. Hell, they took my damn keys. Can't go nowhere in my car. And they monitor my phone. So messaging him would be risky. Only other way I had was logging on to the computer and talking to him that way. But shit, he found a way to get that car. And I didn't want to miss this chance. So I took a risk and I told him, shit, come on to my house. I enjoy sneaking him over. At least I'm able to see him more than I have been. This one particular morning, JJ suggested that after I was given my car back to get him and drive him back to my house. And it took him at least another week or two before they gave me my keys back. So, shit, fuck it. I don't know how I'm going to pull this off, though, but whatever. I'm going to pick him up about 7.30 just to make sure we have plenty of time to spend with each other before I have to take him back. When I arrive, I drive two streets over so my in-laws wouldn't see me and nobody else would give me away. I wasn't allowed to drive over here since that shit happened. But again, I ain't care. I love JJ. When JJ got in the car, though, 
He seemed uncomfortable, but I brushed it off. I started to drive back to my house. About 15 minutes, halfway into the 30-minute drive, JJ bust out and said, Man, take me back to my house. Something ain't right. Uh, what? Clearly, I didn't want him saying no shit like that. What the fuck? Why you ain't tell me this shit before I came over here if he was feeling icky? And he's like, I got a bad feeling. I decided, look, I'm going to put on some Sade and maybe that'll ease the mood and calm his nerves because I'm not taking him back. Like, this is us spending time together. What the fuck? I ain't taking you back this damn quick. I'm not, no. JJ still didn't fucking let up, though. He's like, baby, something really don't feel right. Let's do this another day. Take me back home for now. He's like, I love you, but this is wrong. Wow. I did not understand why JJ is so bugged out not wanting to be with me right now. I don't give a whole fucking damn what he's talking about. Like, his sexy ass is going to join me in my fucking bed. Yes, I am being a hot ass, but I don't give a damn. And we drive another 15 minutes till we get to my house. And JJ saying this shit once a damn again. Look, baby, I do not feel right. Like, right now, I I just got this bad feeling that something might happen. See, normally, I would listen to my instincts, but I'm ignoring all the warning because I want JJ with me. I got to hop on that before any fucking thing. I ain't drive over here all this damn time there and back just for him to say, nah, take me back up there. No. <laughs> Fuck that. But this time, I should have listened to the urgency in his voice. And I didn't. I got out. I put the garage password in to pull my car in and get him in without being seen because them damn neighbors are nosy as hell. And one of them was already watching me as I pulled up. And I know she going to tell her daughter or tell my mom or some damn body because everybody got to be in everybody's damn business in this neighborhood. So the only way to get him in without being seen was to pull the car in the garage pull the garage down, and then tell him to get out. So, immediately, we get to kissing, walking through the damn door. And as we're walking, going toward the stairs, going up to my room, pieces of clothing are just left like a little trail all the way upstairs. I have yearned for this moment. It feels so right. It feels like he's the only person that I should ever fuck on, fantasize about, think about. No matter what I'm doing, JJ is the center 
I mean, the very center of my thoughts. And at this time, we go two rounds. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, but I got to get up and wash this shit off. So I go to the shower. And JJ following behind me. And he asks me while I'm bathing if it's cool for him to smoke. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess the fog will clear out whatever the hell you smoke. And 10 minutes later, I get out. I'm walking back to my room to get myself dressed so I can go and take him back. And JJ, at this point, he can't keep his hands off me. But see, we got to leave before somebody come home. We start kissing the damn again. And that's when I heard a noise. I assumed was the air condition. JJ heard it too. And he's like, hey, that sounded like the garage. And again, my musty ass. Not musty. Misty. However the fuck. I wasn't stinky. I just got out of the shower. Shit, fuck all that. Anyway, I'm like, no, nah, it's the air. JJ got up to put his pants on. As soon as he pulled them up, we heard a noise. I'm sitting on the carpet searching for some drawers to get put on my panties. And as soon, I mean, as soon as JJ turns around, my room door swings the fuck open so fucking fast like it was 10 miles an hour. And it's my people arriving early from work. I just freeze. I I'm fucking frozen. I'm like, God damn, I just got everything right with everybody and now this shit. Fuck. My people look over at me and immediately says, you nasty bitch. And then JJ got pushed on my bed. He wiped his face. I could tell he pissed. I scream as my people tell him, get your motherfucking ass out of my motherfucking house. Get your ass out of here. And they follow him on out the door talking about, I'm going to follow your ass till you get to McDonald's. I'm like, how the fuck you going to get to McDonald's if I brought him over here? I don't know. I guess my people going to drop him off. I don't know. And then my people turn around before they leave out the door. Just so you know, when I get back, I'm telling the rest of the family. Oh, shit. This is the moment I realized that JJ had that eerie fucking feeling for a reason. And I didn't goddamn listen to it. Oh, shit. I wish I would have now. Fuck. Being hot in the ass. But I know if I stay here and face the blizzard, boy, I'm doomed. I run over to the phone upstairs in the living room and I call JJ right away. I call him after waiting about 20 minutes because I'm like about 20 minutes. He'll have them dropped off at the McDonald's by the highway by then. I'm scared as fuck though. So I'm like, I know they on their way back. I got to make a move. And I call him. But then his mom answers the line. I'm shaking. I'm I'm trying to get my thoughts together. I begin to tell her what happened. She know the side that JJ just told her. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm just like, I got to go. And she's like, meet us at the middle school that's outside of the neighborhood. And she said she'd be there in 45 minutes because she had to go get her friend, pick JJ up from the McDonald's, and then come get me. So that would be about 45 minutes. And JJ was going to come with him. I'm like, oh, damn. I know I cannot stay home and just wait. So I grabbed my jacket, my little Leatherman jacket, my purse, put my shoes on, and I stormed the fuck out the house. I cannot be at home for them. Like, I'm not facing this shit. So I start running. I'm running, running, running. And then I arrive at one of my classmates' house, and I knock. I knock on that damn door five times, loud as I can. But ain't nobody answered. So I'm like, fuck, where do I go now? And I thought, I think my friend's boyfriend's family might be home. Because it's always a house full of people. I'm just really, really hoping they open this fucking door. I am crying my heart out. I'm I'm just so hurt and mad. And finally, the mom opens the door and immediately tells me to come in. She could see how distraught I was. Cousins, friends, aunts, brothers, sisters, all gathered to see what the hell is wrong with me. And see, why am I in their house crying like this? And I go over to the kitchen table to catch my breath. And then I explain to them the reason for me being so frantic and distraught. And as I'm explaining, the mom is like, y'all, ain't she so pretty while she's crying? Uh, what the fuck? I'm crying my eyes out. I'm hurt. I'm distraught. And you going to tell me that I'm pretty crying? Oh, I've never heard nobody say that shit before. And then she's like, catch your breath, baby. Catch your breath. Stay here till you can get your ride. It's going to be okay. You don't have to do all that crying. It was, it was, it was refreshing. I think I needed that, that comfort at that moment. I'm so nervous, but my friend's second family understands what's happening right now. And they ain't kick me out. I'm happy about that. I'm wiping my face. I'm calming down because I know if my people are back home, they're not going to think to come over here and look. So I calm down. And I let my ride know, or at least JJ mom, I let her know because I went and got my cell phone out of my people's room because I wasn't going to leave it there. Fuck all that. Nope. I got the damn phone, and I took off with it. So I called them from that phone, and I let them know, hey, I'm here, so just let me know when y'all get to that school so I can run the fuck over there and go from there. Okay, cool. About 40 minutes passed, and I received a call from JJ to come to the middle school. And I know... Walking to this middle school, it's going to be a little distance because it's a pretty good fucking distance from my house walking. But in a car, it's like five minutes. So I'm like, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My ride's here and I got to go. And, um, you know, I, I just thank you. 
And the mom gave me a real heartwarming hug. I needed that. And she's like, be safe. I thank her and her kindness towards the situation. And I go on out the door. And I'm walking. I'm trying to get there as fast as possible. Take a route that maybe nobody will see me. And coincidentally, another classmate's driving through. And she's like, what's wrong with you? Are you all right? I started crying a damn again because now I got to explain what's going on. And now my feelings hurt again. And she's like, girl, look, I can take you to that school if you need me to. Like, it's no problem. And then I started thinking, damn, as chaotic as all this shit is, as much trouble that I'm in right now, I'm catching real fucking luck getting the fuck away. And of course, I take that ride because I'm like, yeah, this will be faster. And I can get there. Nobody will see me. And fuck it. So I get in the car. And it takes us five minutes to get to the middle school. My classmate name is Faye. And she looked at me and she was like, ooh. She was like, girl, your boyfriend is cute. I ain't think nothing of it. I, I don't think she was trying to like really look at him like that. And in this moment, I'm crying. I don't give a fuck. I thank her for the ride. I'm like, shit, appreciate you. And I run over to the red car and JJ let me in the back seat. I'm in tears still. I'm still damn crying. I did not want to meet his mom this way. And she's like, how you doing? You so pretty. I'm like, uh, what the fuck? And her friend, she, she's like, you're going to be all right, girl. Her friend's name is DJ. And I squeeze on in further. And I'm just amazed at how much help that I'm receiving right now. Like, I have no idea what the fuck is about to happen next, but I can breathe a little because I don't have to face the wrath of my family yet. But I know this shit is not done. Not by a fucking long shot.